Hey everyone, welcome to a day in a lifestyle podcast. I am Marie, one third of your host, and I've had the pleasure of working alongside of the co-owners of Lifestyle Hair Lounge here in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. To my right, I have Rich, and to my left, I have Cliff. Um, so let's introduce ourselves for the people that don't know us. My name's Marie, and I've been hair hairstyling and braiding for the past three and a half years, and I've had the pleasure of working with these guys for about the, the past year. Um, after that, I ended up venturing off doing my own thing, and now I work in my, I have my own suite called Hair by Marie Season. Um, Rich, you can go ahead and introduce yourself first. Okay. Um, my name is Rich. I go by Two Set Fades on my social media platform, uh, also known as your client's favorite barber. Uh, been a resident barber here at Lifestyle Hair Lounge for about, well, three years now up and running. We've been open, but 20 years in total cutting hair. Um, and 50% owner of Lifestyle Hair Lounge, also accompanied by my partner, Cliff, who you're about to go meet. And Cliff, introduce yourself. My name is Cliff, AKA Captain OG. I go by Mike Blade on all my social media platforms. Uh, one half co-owner of Lifestyle Hair Lounge. And I've been cutting hair professionally for about eight years, um, about 20 years in total. Okay, um, so first let's tell everybody how, how did Lifestyle Hair Lounge come about? Um, I mean, I, I would say the same way any business comes about. At some point you want to kind of venture out on your own. And um, I was already an owner at a shop called Levels. Had a little falling out that didn't work out. Ended up changing the name um, and always wanted to work with uh, my friend Cliff uh, since high school. So it kind of seemed fitting that, you know, we joined together in this venture. Um, and lifestyle was kind of born from there. Okay. So first we were going to start with the sports hot takes. So recently Dallas got number two in not the number two spot in the playoffs. Um, the Eagles got number five in the playoffs. So... The question is, does Philadelphia have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> ESP, <laughs> ESPN has said that they have a 4.1% um, chance. No. Um, Absolutely not. Um, I'm surprised they even made it to the playoffs the, way, they, the way they've been playing. <laughs> that's wild. If you want to keep it 100. That's the way wild. they've been playing? Eh. That's, I mean, that's unnecessary. All right, so let's tell the people, like, who are y'all teams? Cause... Uh, I'm a Cowboy fan. Um, you know, the, the people that hold the number two spot in division champs. Who's your team, Cliff? I'm an Eagles fan. Um, Look at the disappointment in his face. There's no disappointment <laughs> in my face, man. There's no disappointment. I'm just saying. Um, I'm an Eagles fan. Um, yes, we have the number five spot. Yes, the Cowboys have the number two spot. However, y'all know y'all going home. Like, we going home, too. But y'all y'all gonna be right next to us on the couch. Like, let's not get ahead of yourselves. All right. We'll see. I'll um, beg the difference. We'll see. I'm happy we 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 won the games that we won in order to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Because the the end of the season obviously is not going well. Yeah. It's a lot um, of gimme games. It's a lot of what? There's a lot of gimme games. I don't think so. I don't know if it's y'all won as many as y'all were, were or the other teams lost. I don't think it matters. Yeah. I don't think it matters. You can you can chop it up however you want. You know right. what I mean? One team gotta win, one team gotta lose, and no team it's wins just, ten games. It's just the Dallas hating me. Losing. You know what I mean? Um, but 
Yeah, it's been rough for us. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's a lot of dysfunction. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we it's made your, it to the it's your play caller. Yeah, I think it's a lot. I think I think it's the coaching. I think it's the play calling. Yeah. I think it's the players. Mark Rowe made happy. Yeah, so yeah, about to lose his job. No, I don't think it's that far. I don't think it's that far. I don't think you go to the Super Bowl one year and then get fired the next year. I think I think you need you you earned a little bit of grace. So um no, nah, I don't I don't I don't think that happens. Your boy won y'all Super Bowl and y'all got him up out of there right after that. I don't think I don't think it was the next year. Right. I don't I don't think you I, I and and um we were ten and one. We were ten and one. And uh, now it's eleven and what? Five? Six. I'm not gonna lie, the end of the season, the end of the season has been really, really, really bad. Um however, the fact that 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 we made it to the playoffs, um, I think they're gonna give him leeway to figure out whether he can fix the situation, right? If next season doesn't go well, yeah, and man. let's say that we miss the playoffs, this carries over, we miss the playoffs, then I think his job is is up. But right now, I think he's earned the leeway by taking us to the Super Bowl. Okay. Hmm. Last last year. So. Well, so with the with the Ravens and the 49ers at the number one spots in their divisions, could we possibly see some upsets? Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't believe in the 49ers either. <laughs> but I mean, if we really want to be That's honest, wild. like not that they're not a good team, I don't believe they are as good as they appear to be. I do believe that they're a good team, but I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold on them either. You know what I mean? What's, I, their, what's their record right now? Um, I don't even know what their record. They, they, got a, they got a good record. I mean, they're the number one team in the, in the NFC, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold on them either. I don't think, that, I mean, they obviously can't beat the Ravens. I, I don't think they got a shot in hell beating them. Mm -hmm. they you don't think game. the 49ers have a shot in hell beating the Ravens? No. Uh, at all? Yeah. No shot. I don't like the 49ers. They beat us. So, you know. So it's hate. I'm, I'm hating on everybody. <laughs> all right, all right. Clarify. It's hate. Yeah, I'm hating on everybody right now. Okay. But, um, no, I don't, I don't think um, if a Super Bowl happens to take place between the two, I don't, I don't see them coming out on top. I, I think it's going to be a hell of a game because uh, a regular season game versus a, a postseason, a whole different animal. You know what I mean? You got some time to study. You pissed off that you just got aired out. So, you, you know, you're going to come back with, with a vengeance. And anything can happen. Lamar can get hurt. Anything can happen. So, it's always a fighting chance any given Sunday. But I just, I don't, I'm not a believer in the 49ers either. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, what, what are your thoughts? I think that the 49ers are for real. Okay. I think they're a good team. Um, I think that they lost to the Ravens, but I think that they will um, adjust their game plan and they'll come back. I think they're a really good team, and I think they're a hard team to deal with. So my expectation is if they both make it, it's going to be a much different game um, the second time than it was the first time. Mm -hmm. right? I agree with that. Um, yeah, and I don't know who would be the favorite or the, you know what I mean, right now. I don't know if you can say, I mean, I, I, I guess, the I guess you're saying that the Ravens are the, are, are the, yeah, favorite, the favorite, but... They both have to play a playoff game. Yep. And then you have to see how they how they play in the playoffs, yep. right? Both of them have to make it. Neither yeah. one of Let's them have late. On the neither neither mm -hmm. one of them made it to the to the chip in a while. So, you know, you you, you got to play the games at any any uh, any given Sunday. Yeah. Right. You know I mean? Well, 
Um, I don't know if you guys have been seeing trending recently, very new, um, Cat Williams in the comedy world. My boy. Cat is wild. Yeah, first, did you, guys, did you guys like watch the whole podcast or any of it? Like me, I started watching it. I'm only like an hour in. But I've been seeing a lot of the trending clips. You know, I, I watched the whole two hour and 46 minutes. minutes. <laughs> did you watch any of it or not? So I watched about about the same as you. I watched mm -hmm. about an hour. I didn't, the two hour and 46 minutes is a lot. I'm going to finish right? it though. I'm going to finish it. I am going to finish it. I haven't gotten <laughs> around to it. But I have seen, I've seen about an hour straight. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it, um, obviously, like you said, I've seen right. a lot of the clips, uh, a lot of the, you know, the uh, inflammatory uh, <laughs> comments he made. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I know enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That joke was wild. Um, it only got wild. It, it got. He calmed down. He wasn't snapping, but it got. Yeah. He 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 went in all the way. Me personally, okay. So like I see, said, only seen like the first hour. But me personally, I feel like people be saying like, oh, is he clout chasing? Whatever. I feel like he's. Telling the truth, like he's just truthfully speaking, like he is little. I'm not gonna say crazy, but I feel like he's just spitting facts, and people don't like when you be spitting facts. And then the the people that's in the wrong, of course, they don't like it, cause you know what I'm saying. But I think that uh, it's a combination. I think mm -hmm. people forget that Cat is a comedian. Yeah. Right. So. So like when he's trying to be honest and stuff, or he's just voicing his opinion. It's a lot of truth in the jokes that he's doing. Mm -hmm. he, 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 I, I believe that a lot of stuff that he was saying is probably true. But it, again, because you're a comedian, right. how much of it is factual and how much of it is, is mixed in with a little bit of jokes here and there to kind of get the laughter. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think, I think uh, when he was talking about other people, for the most part, I think he was speaking truthfully from yeah. how he felt yeah. or what he knows. Like his, yeah, his point of view, yeah. his perspective. I think when he was speaking about himself, it was a mixture of, uh, I'm a comedian. Yeah, his self and Is that a, questions. I come on 4-1, four, uh, four, sub 4-3-40? <laughs> yeah. And Shannon looked at him like, yeah. you mean you want to go to Subway and order Yeah, sub? he was like, what sub are you talking about? Yeah. He, said, he said submarine. Sub. Yeah, he, like, yeah, he wilded yeah. out. Like, I think it was a little bit uh, of embellishment. You know what I mean? As mm -hmm. far as the, the things that he said that he can do. Yeah. But I do think when he was speaking out on, on, on other people, um, I think that that was a lot of fact. And I think the internet is very quick. Mm -hmm. The internet is quick yeah. on receipts. So they started pulling yeah, up like, them receipts. Yeah, like it literally just came out Listen, five days the ago. The internet is fast, And they man. on it. Well, on my way here, I saw a whole reel of <laughs> white actors in dresses. Kind of like throwing, oh, throwing yeah. you know I mean, just to kind of mm -hmm. yeah. throw off what he said about having, you know, the, the black comedians. Ricky Smiley and Tyler Perry. Yeah. All of them. Mm -hmm. I, I seen I seen one where they show all of the all of the black uh, comedians yep. in, in dresses. When he was showing their uh, their wives. First of all, that, that joke was, was wild funny. <laughs> he gonna say that was you, wildly disrespectful. You get a, a light skinned, funny faced oh, wife that yeah. never gets interviewed. I was yeah, like, ah, oh, then you gonna put up all he the said, comedians? He said, I can name seven of them. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah. So yeah, you out here just calling everybody wife ugly. All right, cool. That <laughs> <laughs> was wild. No, I, like I said, I, I think it was a lot of fact in there, but um, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they, they, uh, a lot of people uh, have opened enough doors for Cat for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. And I think he kept receipts on all of those situations. Yep. Mm -hmm. And because he had to fight himself yep. yeah. or whatever, so when he finally got the opportunity or when he felt like it was the right time, yep. he had, yeah. I got bullets for all of y'all. Right. You know what I mean? I got bullets it. for mm -hmm. all of y'all. You know what I mean? And I think the thing about Steve Harvey's hairpiece, 
I think that. <laughs> I think that. Listen, listen. I think that that is something that uh, has been. We we've known that. Yeah, we know. We, we've you known, know, but that, you didn't know. But no one, no one has said it. No one said no. it. He came straight out yeah, and that Joe was a hairpiece. Yeah, right? yeah, and and he did have the sharpest hairline in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, in the whole nineties, he had this shit. Crisp. Yeah, sharpest hairline. So that was wild. Um, the joke with uh said. Oh, uh, called him a walrus. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Study what I'm at. You should study what I'm at. I meant the actual you joke. T- you talking about the joke about, yeah, like, about the, 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 the spaceship the, joke? Yeah, the spaceship. The car, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I seen on the internet where they put the two clips together. Yeah, mm-hmm. same exact yeah. joke. Um, I seen that too. Yeah, same um, exact joke. So it's like, did he steal it? And then people yeah, were saying how people were saying how Cat that was Williams. Before. Yeah, people it was were saying two how, years earlier. They were saying how Cat Williams is funnier, and Cedric Nintendo was like not funny at all. Uh, now. I think said is entertaining. Yeah, I thought he was entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's no, I'm name. saying I'm saying that clip, that clip, oh. that joke. That joke was entertaining mm-hmm. from both of them, but you can't steal it. Right, yeah, you, you can't, can't steal it. Not a bit. I liked, uh, like I watched the Kings of Comedy. Um, in the uh, the interview, he actually said that DL was like the funniest out of all of them, and when I watched. Hold up, who's I mean, that? Aside, aside Bernie. Yeah, Cat, Cat, Cat Williams. Yeah. Aside Bernie. Yeah. Um, but when I watched them, I I used to think DL was funny. Yeah. Um, but then as I started, you know, I started seeing his shows and everything else, his routine started to become too, like, I, I kept hearing the same jokes over and over again. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's not funny no more. Yeah. What he becomes funny is when he start going in on people in the audience. Absolutely. That, <laughs> that's Absolutely. rather far. Now, yeah, because yeah, that'll always be new. Yeah, that's Stunt. exactly. That's, but that's all. That's when he straps. Right. He goes right in on you. Mm-hmm. So oh. that's when I was like, all right, he really is a, a comedian. He really do got jokes. It's just maybe he was running out of material. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't hype about Steve Harvey in his own uh, King, King Comedy. Like, I don't think Steve is not funny. I just don't think you as funny as the rest of them. I thought Sid was funnier um, just because I could relate to him, mm-hmm. to some of the stuff he was saying. But and Bernie, I do. I do think that the the one thing about uh, Steve Harvey, um, they found an old clip from. I, 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 it was a show. It was a show in um, 1989 that somebody. It wasn't Steve Harvey. It was. I'm about to say it. It was Jordan. Cedric. It was Cedric the Entertainer. Okay. And he had a special that's not that old. That's Ooh. out. Okay. And uh, he had said a joke about. Um, uh, the guy couldn't talk that well. He didn't understand what he was saying. And he thought his name was something, but he was saying, call me by my initials, right? And they was calling him, however you say that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they thought that that was his name, but he was actually saying, call me by my initials, okay. but I guess he had like a Southern yeah. accent or whatever. Turns out that they, they had said this joke on a sitcom in 89, the same exact joke, and somebody found it on the internet and posted uh, it side by they side. They just out here said, killing you, like you just out here stealing everything. Yeah, huh? and I, I want to say this stand up from said got to be like within the last five years. Look, you know what I mean. So that that's that's where the weird stuff that happens. brings the point the, of Cat saying, "Y'all don't write material. Y'all don't write anything. He, he's a writer. Y'all not writers. Y'all just out here just stealing information and, and just making up, you know, right. making up jokes from other people's stuff." Like, he accused them of basically stealing a bunch of Mark Curry stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's that far fetched. Mark Curry. I don't think it's that far fetched either. Basketball player. Yeah. The, the, you know the what two mean? shows, the whole yeah. angle, Mr. Cooper, and yeah. then the Joe. Oddly similar. 
Yeah. Oddly similar. Steve uh, Steve Harvey, John? So, um, on the topic of the clout chasing, do you guys think that it pays off or is it like a setup for failure? Or it all depends? I'm going to let you take that one. (laughs) Um, I think that that's a, I don't know, man. That's a loaded question because personally, I'm not a fan of clout chasing. Yeah. Um, I think you stay in your lane and do what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I know people that like, they trying to get on. Um, And you might really have a skill and you you might really have a talent or you, you know what I mean? So sometimes you got to do whatever you got to do to get people to pay attention to you. So also with that too, what is like, um, do you have a time, like what's the worst, worst way that you've seen somebody like go crazy for clout? Um, I don't know. If you can think of one. I'm a a little bit. I I don't, I don't. So I'm I'm thinking about the question as, as you're asking and Cliff is talking and I'm, I'm coming to the to the realization that I actually do know of a person or persons who I guess can fit into the whole cloud chasing situation. Um, just basically just doing everything over the top, um, buying uh, like the gaudy jewelry to try and fit in, or, um, always trying to throw you know money at people, like just throwing money out at people, you know, just doing stunt dummy shit basically. Right. It's basically what you're doing. You're a yeah, clown. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I know a couple people that that was you know no longer in my circle that was playing the stunt dummy role for a little while, and at the end of the day, it's like all 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 the the glitz and glamour that's cool on the outside, but it don't mean nothing to the people that's actually real that that actually gonna deal with you. Mm-hmm. Like. If, if you're corny, you're corny. If you're not, you're not. All the money in the world not going to make you not be corny. You're just a corny millionaire. Yep. Like, it just is what it is. That's facts. Like, um, who are you as a person? Yeah, like, you don't, like, yeah, your personality don't change because of uh, what you what have. You have yeah. All it does is from somebody that I, that I heard, um, it just, money enhances the person that you already was mm-hmm. in the first place. Yep. Yeah. So if you was corny before, you just you still got, be more, corny you got more money and you more corny cornier. now mm-hmm. because you think you can do stuff that is okay now and it's not. You're still corny. Yeah. Question: Do you think that uh, we had this conversation not that long ago and we was talking about um, people getting um, they the, the hair pieces or going over to other the, countries the, to get their mm-hmm. hair and everything? Yeah, All right. yeah. Do you think that? Uh, that would be considered clout chasing if you're not in an industry that that says that that's something that that's you should necessary. be doing. Or, or um, that's, that's a better way. Is it necessary? Do you think that's clout chasing or do you think that's just like personal care about yourself? Um, so, no, I feel like... So for context, so for context, we were just talking about like, uh, it was a story about a guy uh, who went and got their teeth done mm-hmm. and went and got their hair done and got all right. of these things done, but they don't really do anything. They're not on TV. They're yeah. not in movies. They're not, movies, an actor. They're, not an actor. Yeah. they're just a regular person. Yeah, they're, they're like they're not in the public eye. They're not. They're not in the public. Regular, they're, yeah. they're not in the public eye. That's, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it was strictly co- cosmetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was a problem anywhere. It was. You know, I mean, it was right. strictly vanity yeah. purposes. Do you think that that is clout chasing, or you think that that's just you know? 
taking care of yourself. No, I don't think that's clout chasing. I feel like it only becomes clout chasing when you go and get it done and you push yourself all over the internet, like, look at me now type thing. Yeah, it sounds like clout chasing to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That's no, what yeah. I'm saying. That's no, the only no, time no, that that's no, cloud chasing. I know, I know. So, so if the person did that, yeah. then we can consider that to be cloud chasing. Yeah, exactly. but if they just go and do it and yeah. like, oh, whatever, yourself. like you know, right. like you notice something new about them when you yeah. notice yeah. it, it's not. That's not cloud chasing. That's them just wanting to better themselves. Like, gotcha. Gotcha. Somebody had jacked up teeth their whole life. They want to go fix their yeah. teeth. Like yeah. let them go fix their teeth. They not, gotcha. you know, whatever, blah blah. But okay. yeah, that's not. That's a fair answer. Cool. So let's talk barbershop talk. Money in the business. Discuss the pros and cons financially um, of hairstyles from back then to now. So like when you guys were younger, how much was y'all paying and so on? Haircuts? I think by the time I started actually getting my haircut, because, you know, it took a while before I was actually for the barbershop. <laughs> but I mean, before haircuts was your uncle came downstairs and cut you in the kitchen <laughs> or in the backyard or whatever the case was, but you mm -hmm. wasn't going to the shop. Um, but I think because at that point, I was probably paying like $12 for a haircut, mm. which. How old do you remember being? 12, 13. Mm. This is before high school. This had to be like middle school, mm -hmm. like when I first moved, moved out here. Uh, from Philly, so yeah, the, the cuts cuts was cheap. Cuts was super cheap. I think an adult cut was like fifteen, twenty dollars. Mm. So yeah, that's very cheap from now. Yeah. I never went to a barbershop. You so so destroyed. The reason why I became a barber was so much is pain my dad voice. destroyed me oh. for years. <laughs> So anyway, right? Poor Cliff. Uh, this is this is this is a real fact. This is how, really how I became a barber, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh. <clears throat> uh, one time, my dad gave me a triple fade, right? <laughs> that sounds crazy. It is crazy because if, if, you know any What's barber in the world, right? Uh, so when you're cutting hair, right, you put the levels in, right? Mm -hmm. You do a one, you do a two, you do mm -hmm. a one and a half, whatever, right? So my dad put the levels in, but he didn't fade the levels out. Oh. And he called it a triple fade. Got and it. he sent me to school like that. Oh, so you was just walking around school with the lines in your head. Wow, I just had to walk around, punch people in the face all day because what else can I do, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, they was going, you know what I mean? That's not uh, crazy. And then uh, fun fact number two is that uh, one time my dad uh, gave me lines going vertical. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, vertical. Yo. That was a real laugh. The like, vertical parts. He gave me three wow. vertical lines, <sighs> right? Uh, yeah, so I never went to a barbershop, right? Uh, I, I, I want to say maybe. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to hold it in, but. Yeah, like, he wants to bust like, out on the floor. Like, I never went to a barbershop. Um, oh, shit. It was, it, it's only been a, a couple of times in my life where I remember going to a barbershop. I don't remember how much I paid. I think I mm. went to, um, what was that, Eddie's over there off of um, Marlton Pike? Where the, where the, uh, where the, um, where Romans is? Uh, where the Panzerati spot at? And uh, oh, I don't even know what. That yeah, yeah. I, I think about, um, oh, what is I think it used name? to be called Eddie's back in the day. 
I can't think of his name right. I'm drawing a blank. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, though, yeah. But I can't so, think of the name right. I only went to barbershop a couple of times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't really know what the numbers was. Um, and I kind of think that plays into why it took me so long to get into this industry, because I never went to a barbershop and I had no expectation of what the income levels were right. for barbers. Yeah. Right. I didn't know what they made. I didn't know how the money worked. I didn't know none of that. So by the time I was uh, a young adult, I was trying to make money. The only way I could figure out, I mean, I probably could have just talked to a barber, but um, I used the internet to try to figure out how much money barbers made, right? Not knowing most barbers didn't report how much money they made. Mm. So the number I got back from the internet right, is not literally like accurate deterred me from yeah, like, ever no. becoming a barber, mm. right? So this was early 2000s. I was really thinking about it. I remember one time me and him had went to, I don't know if you want to call that a shop. I don't know what that was. Which one? On, um, on Westfield? On Westfield. Uh, that was like somebody's living room Yeah, or something. That, that wasn't a shop. Uh, yeah, it was wild. He, he, <laughs> it was a barber shop, but it wasn't a barber yeah. shop. That was wild. He had told me like, you know, I'm, I'm about to go up here and try out for this, this shop or whatever. I'm going to do this cut. So I'm like, bet, I'm going to come with you. I know how to cut. You know, we both know how to cut. So I'm going to go up there. Right. I had no idea what I was walking into. Did um, I even did I even cut anybody that day? I don't remember. I feel like you I left. did a cut. I know I remember. I did a cut. I did it, you know what I mean? I did a little lineup. I did a little thing or whatever. But like the whole time I was there, we like in somebody's living room. And I'm like, <laughs> is this the barbershop? Like, once again, I don't go to barbershops, mm -hmm. but I know this yeah, is right. This right. is weird. Like we in the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like in the middle of a yeah, of nah, it was on the middle of a strip. It was wild. Yeah. Like, like, literally, the... it was row homes. And he just turned the downstairs of a row home into a barbershop. Yeah. Like Mm. And it was a known set. We was like, yeah, it wasn't exactly. It was a set. So it wasn't like, yeah, we in the middle of the yeah. set. It's the it's a lot going on. Yeah. Mm. Um, but like I said, that's that's what deterred me from getting into the barber industry because uh, I, I had no concept of what they made. Mm -hmm. and I, I want to say it was it was about sixteen thousand. Yeah, it was some dumb number. What I what what I, this is what I seen when I looked on the internet of how much barbers made. Right. So when I seen that number. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. They made damn near as much as it cost to go get your license. Yeah. Mm. It was crazy. So, you know what I mean? never know. Yeah. And me, I, I felt like I could do what they could do. Mm -hmm. I drew a lot. So, I just looked at it like it's the same thing. Like, I'm just drawing on somebody's forehead. That sounded wow. crazy. <laughs> wow. That sounded crazy. My bad. <laughs> Excuse me, audience. <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically, I'm so slow. because I can draw, I just took it upon myself. Like, all right, I'm going to just cut my hair down. Mm -hmm. And this is this is how I got away with it. I cut my own hair down. And that's when you know I was doing like one and a half against the grain, just all even. Crazy. Yeah, you got wow. Disrespectful. <laughs> I didn't know. One and a half against the grain? I didn't know no Using that to yourself? Wow. Yeah. Mm. I'll be in the, in, the, in the bathroom like, ugh. Because <laughs> the cut was $12. Mm -hmm. The shape up was $7. Oh, so, so like, the shape up wasn't up. included in the cut? No, or, that, no, oh. no. That's if I wanted to go separate. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Shape up was included. With, that's wild if you get a cut with no shape yeah, up. Yeah, I was about to say, huh? Extra for the lineup. <laughs> but nah. But you're saying if you just want to shape up, yeah, that was I'll, $7. Yeah, I'll just get a shape up. Right. I'm gonna keep this extra five dollars mm -hmm. that I'm getting from I'm my mom. Cut it down myself. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cut it down myself, and, and I'm just gonna right. get it up. Save yeah, that money. Yeah, yeah. But okay. that allowed me to go ahead and practice too. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get a, a clean lineup, then I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just keep cleaning, keep cleaning until I destroy myself. Then I go start back over again and get another cut. So that's how I learned. I was just literally on myself, just 
you know, it took a little bit of time because everything is backwards in the mirror. That's a fact. So mm -hmm. if you're going left, you're actually yeah. going right. Yeah. You know, things go <laughs> sideways. You end up with fades that wasn't supposed to be there. But, you know. You know, luckily, um, my uh, my parents had a mirror. Oh yeah, the three joints. Yeah, yeah and, and it was a it was a it was like the the mirror, but it was three of them. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you technically should get rights to that self cut joint because you originally you had like the original self cut mirror. This is this is that's exactly what yeah. it is. The self cut the mirror self for anybody that's familiar with it, right? Yep. Both the mirrors come out, right? It's the mirror in the front, and you can look in this mirror, see the, this side. You look yep. in this mirror, right? So insert picture. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents had that mirror in our upstairs bathroom. Right, mm -hmm. so that's how I learned how to cut my own hair. So I got really good at cutting my own hair. Mm -hmm. and I already told you why, because my dad was destroying me. Right, and I got tired of fighting. You know, by the time I got to high school, I was done. I've been fighting so long because I kept getting made fun of. Right, all my life. He said, all my life. He said truth is, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting, man. Like, it's, you know, where you are after a while. So uh, they had the mirror, and uh, I learned how to cut my own hair. And you know what I mean. Um, that was my that, that was my intro. You yeah. know what I mean. And then I and then I started cutting cutting his hair, then messing around, and you know what I mean. Experiment. Fun facts. Fun facts. Um, before I braided other people, I braided myself first. And in my house, in my bathroom, we have a medicine cabinet on the side, mm -hmm. and I use that to part my own hair mm -hmm. and see the back. Yeah. So, same, same, same. Yeah, same, same thing. Same concept. Yep. I ain't had the yep. three one, but I had the. I, I was sitting. He the only person I, I was sitting on the, the counter. The three -way mirror. I had the regular mirror. mirror. I'm sitting there like this with the. That's crazy. With the mirror trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is wild, crazy. Like every, it's like reverse three times. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what are like, who would you say like the pros and cons are um, of the financial side of the business now? Like how expensive cuts are? Do you think that is that beneficial for everybody, the price of cuts now? Or you think some people like it, some people don't? I don't know if it's uh Are people used to it? Like a con, or at least on our end, mm -hmm. the number of, of, of what, us specifically what we charge, but just the number in general. Um, like everything else, everything goes up. Right. You know what I mean? You can't stay at, at the same number forever. Um, if you had 25 today, you can't be at 25 five years from now because the whole economy that went up, mm -hmm. everybody got raises, food prices went up. Mm -hmm. So for you to stay at that number, you basically are, you, you're intentionally putting yourself in a situation where you're struggling. Yeah. And either you're going to uh, work harder cut more people for the same number, which in a sense you start shortchanging uh, quality. Mm. And to be honest, you start hating your job. Right. You know what I mean? If you if you are a person who actually loves to cut hair, um, the minute it becomes real work, you, you see, it ceases to, to be something that's fun anymore. I don't want to come to work now. Yeah. If I get up in the morning and I know I'm about to be working from eight in the morning till one o'clock at night, mm -hmm. Cutting, you know, thirty-five heads. First of all, you cutting every thirty minutes, and I did it. That's a lot of heads. Yeah. Like that's a lot. I, I've I've done that twenty-five dollars a cut, and cut you know two people an hour for twelve to fifteen hours. Mm. It, 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 it it wears on you. You can't mm -hmm. you can't keep that pace up. It's crazy. Yeah. And something's going to suffer. Either your mental health, or your physical, or your clients' hairlines is going to suffer. And <laughs> 
know what I mean? Somebody gonna catch his body, and you know, you you play Russian roulette every day with that one. I think that um, when I started, when I when I finally got into the to the barbershop, it was 2015, okay. right? And at the time, uh, the haircuts I was doing was sixteen dollars, hmm. right? So based off of what you said, as far as what the haircut costs, maybe all the way back to when you was. 11, 12, yeah. 13 years old, right? That tells you right there from maybe the mid 90s to 2015. So we're talking maybe 20 years where the haircut prices didn't change all that much uh-huh. because like I said, in 2015, I was charging 16 bucks, right? Now, obviously, if you was a more experienced barber, you was charging more, but I was a brand new barber. I was charging $16 in 1997. The haircuts couldn't have been that much cheaper. Right. Right? 95 or 90, you know what I mean? So I think that in the barber industry, it was a lag, right? Uh, I think that um, we reached the, we kind of plateaued on the price for a long time. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, you have to catch up. You know, there, there's no other way around it. So from that, from 2015, I was charging $16 to um, 2023, all the way up to $60. Right, mm-hmm. but that was all back mm-hmm. due. That, that's what was due. Right. You know what I mean? Like b- barbers have to catch up. Mm-hmm. Right, they've been undercharging. They've been overworked for the longest time. Barbers didn't get to take breaks, lunches, mm-hmm. days off. There was like back then when I was cut, maybe like two thousand. I want to say maybe around two thousand four or something like that. I only knew maybe like two or three barbers who was not only charging fifty but getting fifty consistent. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everybody I knew was charging like $20 that I was working with. Um, and these are like veteran guys. I was just really coming into the into the industry working in the actual shop. Um, so back when I started, I couldn't even I couldn't even picture $50, $60 a haircut. Like I thought 20, like that was like, how the how the hell am I gonna get from this number to that number? Like what what do I gotta do to get to that number? Mm-hmm. And that's that. It was a. It, it damn near seemed impossible because once I actually started, I didn't raise my price the first uh, uh, for the first time until I moved from working for somebody else to working for myself. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I raised my price, and I only went up five dollars. Mm-hmm. I went from twenty to twenty-five. So it was always a slow increase in increments of of of, uh, of rates. Mm-hmm. The next time again was. When I moved from my first shop to my second shop, I only scaled my my um, my number, my ticket number, when I gave something more. Like that's mm-hmm. the only way I could justify being able to raise my number. Right. I wasn't just gonna raise it because I've been cutting for right. five years, or because it's a new year, or whatever. Yeah, it's a new year, <laughs> new me. I'm about to raise my like that's not that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So I had to give someone something. Yeah, I I will say this though, right? And um. I think that it's been a lot of it's a lot of talk around this, a lot of back and forth. But I think that people have to remember that this is a this is a business, this is an industry, right? right? So what you said is how a lot of um, artists and a lot of uh, technicians think, right? Mm-hmm. People who are good at a particular thing, yep. but they don't really understand business, yep. so they think in order for me to go up on my price, I have to then Do offer more. you more, offer yep. you something new, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is that. Uh, you don't have to offer anything new 
gain any new skills or do anything different for you to have to pay more for the mm -hmm. same exact things for everything else in life, yep. mm -hmm. right? So whatever you paid in rent in 1998, yep. you're not going to pay in 2018. Right. And they're not giving you nothing else. Yeah. Right? It makes sense. The when same apartment thing. complex raise your rent, they, they don't come change. In, they ain't right. change no they blinds. Change you ain't getting no right. carpet. Nothing. No, no, no. no, no. no. Um, just so you know, uh, next month you're going up 3%. Mm -hmm. Cost and, of living. Yeah, and, but that's what it is. It's the cost of living. So what you said about feeling like you have to give yep. more, while that's admirable, that's not based in reality off of a business. But you know what? What you said, the point that you made was correct for me, but I think just correct in general. Um, not understanding. You called me a technician. Absolutely. Somebody that's good at a specific thing, my mm -hmm. profession. That skill. But not quite understanding how business works. That's a fact. And I and I, like I said, I think that was that was correct for me um, at the time, and very very true for a lot of barbers in the in the business now. Mm -hmm. Not understanding that. Or stylists. Yeah, or stylists. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like your number doesn't have to be um, dependent upon how much more I can give you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because time is money at the end of the day. I do think that stylists uh, have had a better run than barbers, right? Oh, because yeah. I think hell that yeah. in the stylist in the in the in the uh, stylist industry, right? I don't know if that's how you say that or not, but whatever. Um, <laughs> don't Same that. thing. Anyway, um, the business has always been better, mm -hmm. right? They've all they've all understood that. Payroll has to be a certain percentage yep. of what the entire company makes. Mm -hmm. And it can't exceed that or the business doesn't make any sense. Whereas in the barbering industry, the payroll, for years. the payroll, if you actually did payroll, would be 80% plus of what the total income is, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Which is, there's no money for the business to work, right? right? So I think in that industry, it's... it's you guys were always ahead of, of barbers, right? Like I said, barbers stayed, they plateaued and that number stayed the same and mm -hmm. barbers treated it as a hustle. So they couldn't figure out how to gain more money. The only way they knew how to make more money was to cut more, was mm -hmm. to cut more clients, yeah. right? Uh, it's not until the last couple of years where I feel like uh, people have smartened up and they've kind of understood that this is a business and it mm -hmm. has to function like a business. And one, yep. you got to take care of your, your mental, you got to take care of your physical, mm -hmm. you got to, mm -hmm. You got to take days off, right? Yeah. Um, right? I don't know no barbers that have PTO uh, days. I've, not, yeah, not one. Right? Or health benefits. Or I remember, anything. like, getting into arguments with clients because I was taking a vacation. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> right. They, they was really upset. Like, yo, like, what you mean you going? I'm like. What you mean you taking a day? Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Like, I'm human just like yeah. you. He like, nah, but it's, it's my birthday weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm supposed to just be like, oh, all right, we're, we're, we're cool. My man. bad. It's yeah. your birthday. I got Let you. Let me rearrange right. my schedule. Absolutely. Change my flight because you need to come for your birthday. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. yeah. Hell, my vacation. Right. So well, barbers ain't take vacation. Nah, you, you know what I mean. So. Nigga, breaks. <laughs> I know my lungs got hair in them because I definitely was out there eating salads and all type of nonsense and shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, so. Yeah. Um, when they say you eat, sleep, and breathe hair, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that was me. Yeah, for like fifteen years. Let me just say Come one on. thing too, right? Um, so the difference, like he he said, he's been cut for a long time, right? So he kind of came up in this industry, right? And uh, he adopted those 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 methods and those ways, mm -hmm. right? Yep. But because I didn't come up in this industry, and like I said, I never went to a barber shop. I had no preconceived notions of how it worked. Mm -hmm. I came from a corporate background. 
I was an entrepreneur. I did these other things. So when I came into this industry, I brought that perspective of this is just how business is done. Mm-hmm. And when I came and seen how the barbering industry was, I'm like, this doesn't even make any sense. Right. Like nobody operates like this. This mm-hmm. is like barbaric. So <laughs> and it, don't it, it was. Yeah. It was. What he's saying about coming from the corporate background, like I've done corporate jobs, but never to the extent that he went through. Um, I literally was, I've been a barber for 20 years. And that's that's what I know. That's what I do. So him coming into this situation with the corporate background, it was it was a lot of give and take, a lot of like we 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 button heads because I keep view I kept viewing it um the business from behind the chair as opposed to him viewing it from in front of the chair like as as a business owner as an uh as an operator not just as a, a barber. So it, it's great now. But it took a lot of uncomfortable conversations, uh, a lot of button heads, and literally, like, it, 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 was, it was a friendship that developed into a real business relationship. So um, it ain't easy, but it works. And when it works, it runs smooth, as you right. can see, because here we are. But. So what was it like to cut hair in the 90s compared to the 2000s? That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. so wild. You're talking to Cliff, right? That is so wild. <laughs> I just told you about my grades. You're going to say what it was like to cut hair in the 90s. Like, You're wild. First of and, all. And I was literally just talking about <laughs> like being like 12 years old and going to the barbershop with an all-even drawer that I did in the bathroom. People ask about what was it like cutting hair in the 90s. Okay, so Rick, okay. What was it like cutting hair in the 90s? I don't know. Okay. Hard. Because I was cutting it myself. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All jokes aside. So do you guys think that tips, do you guys think that tips are mandatory or they're expected? Um, um, wants to go first or I'll go first. So you go first. Me personally, I feel like once I started being in this industry, I learned real quick that everybody does not tip you. Um, but uh, I was about to say, but I, I like I grew up, I'm from a household where like we tip, like so you, you go ex- get a. You had the expectation. You already. go, yeah, like yeah. So I had the expectation when I first started braiding hair, like oh, if they're gonna tip me, whatever, whatever. Um, but then I learned real quick, like not everybody tips. Like people gonna pay that price and they gonna leave. And whether they like it or they don't like it, like well, nine times out of ten for me, like people always left their hair and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just putting it out there in case you was wondering. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, Small flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't really like. Yeah, I don't have unsatisfied customers. Yeah, right. I feel like everybody, they usually always love their hair, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, I learned that even though they love their hair, they that don't mean that they're going to tip you. Um, but yeah, learning that, I learned that I don't look at them as mandatory now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't expect, like, I don't expect people to tip. Like, if they do tip, I'm like, okay, that's nice. Like, I really appreciate it. Like, thank you so much. I'm always very appreciative and all that. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't, I don't think it's mandatory, um, but I do think that uh, the society that we live in, um, we put that out into the atmosphere as far as that's how we operate here. So if you do a service-based uh, business or job, um, then there is an expectation overall that people will tip. Um, and when it doesn't happen, I think that sometimes the service provider 
um, can wonder whether the job they, wasn't done well right. enough. Did they do right? a good job or did, not? Did I do a good uh, a, a job good enough to earn the tip? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I gotta stop saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look. Um, How often do you earn tips? Yo. Hey. Yo. <laughs> hey. Yo. Relax. Hey, yo. Um, How often do you earn tips? <laughs> yo. I don't expect them, so. Yo. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Nah. Um, Go ahead, yo. I don't. Uh, I set my number at where it is. So that a tip is literally just gratuity. If if you mm -hmm. do, you do. If you don't, you don't. Right. Um, my number is what it is so that I don't require for you to have to tip. Right. Um, but again, I don't I don't really expect it. If Like I said, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. You know, I, I, th I look at it like it's economy. Some people can, some people can't. Mm -hmm. Some people was raised to tip, some people weren't. Mm -hmm. You know, so... It doesn't bother me either way. It doesn't bother me either way. I'm going to do the best job that I can mm -hmm. do. I don't, you know, right. either way. But I will say working in this industry has given me a lot of respect for everybody else that does a job, yep. mm -hmm. that, um, that, that they're expecting that. So whenever I'm out, whenever I go out, whenever I yeah. do something, yeah. I yep. try to make sure that I yep. make that a priority. Yeah. Matter yeah. of fact, I read a book one time where they said that... Um, Tip before. Yep. Before you even eat Start. or before you even so do whatever, what time it is. you're going it. to get a much better service if you give up the money up front, mm -hmm. right? That person won't, that yep. you're, you're already setting the expectation that yep. you're right. going to do an exceptional job. So I'm going to give you this money now. Yep. And then it's almost 1 million percent guaranteed that- That you're going to have great service yep, all night. You're yeah. going to have great service all night. So It makes sense. It makes sense. It does. Cliff, fun fact for you. <laughs> um, so I know you guys have probably seen the trending video on the internet right now where the girls go out to eat um, the one girl's birthday and it's like all girls there and it's like this one girl is there with her husband and um, the bill comes and all the girls are just expecting this one girl's husband to pay and he's like super wild yep. he's like I'm only paying for my wife and for the birthday girl all y'all got all y'all got to pay for yourselves. What's y'all thoughts on that video? I'm going to let you speak on this one first. Me? Me first? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first. ladies first um, on this one. Yeah, you go first. Go ahead. So, yeah, I just feel as though, I feel like, I feel like he was right. Like, I'm only going to pay for my wife and the birthday girl. I feel like that's valid. Everybody at the table should have been wanting to pay for the birthday girl as well. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm out. Um, if you're, I'm out with my husband, why would I... Why would I want my husband to pay for all the other girls? Like y'all should, y'all should, y'all shouldn't be expecting somebody else to pay for you when you go out anyway. Like literally they were so mad and I just felt like you shouldn't be expecting for somebody else to pay for you when you go out. And like, you should always have it yourself. I mean, maybe like, that's how they move. Like that's the expectation of yeah. how they move. Where like they they move around in circles where the the expectation is that people yeah, the man pay for yeah. the man gonna pay for them or whatever. Like unfortunately though, you can't use your powers to get that man to pay for you. No. That man is not that interested. Man, he's not up for grabs. Yeah. He's not up for grabs. So that one don't work. Yeah, like you he's literally I mean? there with his married wife yeah. and and kid. And y'all want him to pay for you? Like what did y'all think this was? And it's, I don't think it was no cheap little fancy, cheap little dinner any either. No, no, no. no. I mean, hey, first of all, wait, wait. Let me let me let you because you, you married. <laughs> oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. my thoughts on it is, 
unless we have already talked about it, um, unless it's already understood, and I invited y'all. Right. Like, like say, for example, you set it up for your your yeah. wife. You invited yeah. her friends. You said, I'm taking y'all for dinner. Yeah. Da, da, da. That's so I have fine. A, I have, a, I have a, a, a story, right, where um, it wasn't a dinner, right? And it wasn't a bunch of people, but um, it was for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, paid for my wife to go get, um, it was like a spa day, right? And what I did was I paid for her best friend to go with her. Oh, that's nice. Right? So like if, if, if something in that uh, situation where like I'm inviting people um, yeah. because of my wife, right? And that's the expectation, then I'm going to go ahead and yeah. pay. You're right? treating her as I'm treating, I'm treating y'all. But we're going we're gonna to be clear on this. Yeah. When I invite right. you, I'm going to say, you yeah. know what I mean? Don't I even worry you. about it. I got yeah. y'all, whatever, Just whatever, go. right? Um, but in this particular situation, I'm paying for my wife. And and that's it. I'm paying for my wife and my kid, and like I don't have nothing to do with every everybody else. I have nothing to do with that. And I and it's wild for y'all to even look at me. Matter right. of fact, like you said, uh, go ahead, uh, take them off the bill. I'm gonna go ahead and pay mine, and I ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. This whole situation is wild. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like so over the top. When I go out, and and, and my thing is. Me and my group of friends, when we go out, whoever's birthday it is, they don't pay for nothing. Period. The team covers that. I ain't been out. Yeah. Look, you ain't, you ain't been out in a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, the, the team covers that. You don't pay for food. You don't pay for drinks. None of that. Gotcha. Everybody watch you. You go have your fun. Live your life. For that particular situation, he made it clear, one, I didn't invite y'all. That's a fact. My wife, your friend, invited y'all out if y'all wanted to join for her for her birthday. Even if y'all came to this event and y'all thought that maybe it would be something that he was going to cover, that wasn't discussed. And the minute y'all realized that it wasn't, nobody should have drawn. Right. Every, the minute he went hit the hit the waitress with the with the wave, like yo, um, I'm gonna cover these three. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't even have been a conversation. If y'all had an attitude about it, y'all could have talked about that shit in the car. Yeah, mm -hmm. after or something. on the way, right? Yeah, kick my back in on the way home. But y'all just going, y'all just going bust out at the table like what? Yeah. Like ruin the whole rest yeah. of the dinner. Y'all wild out at the table. You gonna say oh like talk, oh it's just seven hundred dollars. If it's just seven hundred, then you pay right. for it. They, seriously, right? Right Matter of yeah. fact, cover mine too. That's how you feel. Right. But I'm gonna tell you the one that was really out of pocket. <laughs> the friend who they actually took out. The birthday girl. Yeah. You draw it. <laughs> <laughs> because you draw it. That man took you out and paid for your meal. Mm -hmm. And you got the nerve to catch an attitude. Because he's not paying for everybody because else. Because he's not paying for everybody else whose birthday is not. Right. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'd have waited the waiver back <laughs> over. I'd have hit with the, take her off the check too. Yep. She could pay for her own damn yep. meal. Yep. Cause you draw it. Like, that ain't, I'm here with my wife, my kid, and I'm taking you out. Nah, babe. Nah. Nope. Y'all can, can all figure out how y'all gonna pay for this dinner. Yep, you just lost your dinner too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Your dinner's gone. And, and you got a husband. Have him cash app you and, and cover this meal. Everybody That's getting up out the table. I'm not paying for nothing. No problem. Take that up with the rest with the restaurant. Cause I'ma leave me and my wife. We mm -hmm. out of here. Here's my here's my cover. Yep. I'm a I'm a I'm a pay yeah. mine. I ain't got nothing to do with them. 
Because that was why. I might want to check them cameras, though. Yeah, right. exactly. Check the cameras. Let me, mm-hmm. let me check them cameras. Write, write down names real fast for you. <laughs> you know what, I mean? like, what are we talking about? Writing names down. Because like, send you a picture. You made a scene at a restaurant for nothing. So, so we don't split checks at these type of establishments. Right. Okay, so if that's the case, then it's seven of us here. You're the birthday girl. So we gonna everybody gonna put the money in. We're gonna split the whole check six ways. Right. What's that? A hundred and fifteen dollars a person and everybody eat? Right. Because I know y'all was drawing it on the menu. Right. Buying all type of nonsense that y'all don't normally buy. And drinks, everything. <laughs> yeah. You done bought four, four or five mojitos. <laughs> just, five mojitos. Just because. Yeah. Because right. you ain't paying for it. Yeah, because you ain't paying for it. You ain't paying for it. Lemon drops. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. All type of nonsense. Yeah. So, no. No. I think that was... Uh, I think they was out of pocket. Um, it shouldn't have been that big of a deal. And the fact that y'all made that big of a fuss, first of all, I feel like the wife should have definitely checked somebody. Absolutely. The yeah. wife should have. She, yeah. she spoke, but not. You didn't speak enough because there's no reason that your husband should have been going back and forth with your friend. Yeah. Because that yeah. shit could have went left. I would have yeah. been like, That yeah. could have went all the way one left. one thing I don't have to worry about. Yeah. I'm 100% sure <laughs> that uh, right. nothing like that. Nah, like that would have been left. Because what if, what if what if I would have got upset? He'd have got upset and said something out of pocket to one of your girlfriends. Yeah. Right. Now what? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He was being he was being respectful for the most part, mm-hmm. but she should have killed that from the door. Like, look, hoes. Let's just let's just stop this right now. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop this right now. She hit it with the you know when y'all get a husband. No 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 no. Y'all pay for your own meals. Yes, sir. I didn't. I I invited y'all. If, I said that y'all want to come out. I didn't say my husband was covering the meal. Like we why, why, why would you even think that? That's a yeah. crazy thought. Yeah. Like, this ain't my boyfriend. Right. It ain't some dude I'm just talking to. That right. Reason. He's not just a guy yeah. of like a friend group or nothing. Like, yeah. that's that husband, girl's whole husband. Like, whole husband. Yeah. They all like, oh, you being cheap, Gary. Oh, okay. That money come out of that, yeah. the household. One, yeah. Once once we marry, you taking money out of my pocket, just out of his. You yep. know what I mean? Right. That's crazy. No. Nah, so, yeah, no, nah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, that was why I don't condone none of that nonsense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. All right, so taking it back to the barbershop um, talk, what would, like, when you guys first started working in the barbershop atmosphere and stuff, like, what was it like being the new guy in the barbershop? Man. Um, so I think my, my experience was probably a little bit more unique than Rich's. I think Rich probably had a more, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to say normal, but he was young. Yeah. Right? Being a new guy. So that's probably a more relatable experience. Um, most guys probably when they get started, they're pretty young and they're the new guy, right? Um, I was the oldest guy in the barbershop when I started, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was the oldest guy in the barbershop by years too. Like mm. it wasn't like I was like a year or two older than everybody. I was probably, I was probably um, at least five or six years older than everybody else in the barbershop when I started, right? So I was like, uh, you know, young OG, right? I was, I was, I was brand new. But I was also the, the old guy, right? Um, so it was tough because, you know, people want to do little weird things. It's like a hazing period where they act weird towards you. But they really, because of the way I carry myself, it was only so much of that that, yeah. could, that could go right. on. You know what I mean? And um, I made sure that I was, um, I kept it business, right? Mm-hmm. I ain't really engaged too much with them and all of the little things that they did. They was a little bit younger than me, so I ain't really engaged. Um, but... Um, 
I think that it was being the being the, the new guy is always tough because you are learning how to do something. There are no do-overs with hair. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, people take hair very seriously. Yeah. And uh, I remember, man, uh, sweating bullets, man. <laughs> like I remember, like cutting somebody. I'm, I'm an hour and fifteen minutes. Ugh. Yeah, that's rough. Into a light fade, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I'm pouring sweat. Right, my hand is shaking at this point. Uh, I've been shaping my man up for forty minutes. Damn, the tremor hot as hell. <laughs> right, I'm hitting it with the cool care. I'm trying to cool the blade off. Right, um, I remember feeding same spot to the point that you know, I mean, the side of my man's head start getting red because I'm just going over the same spot because I don't know how to get it out. It was it, it's. It's Rough. a tough experience being a new guy. You know what I mean? And then you got the, the older barbers in there, depending on where you come from. You know what I mean? They might say slick stuff to you or they might come over and help you. It depends right. on the, the environment. But I think um, for me, it was uh, an environment of a little bit of both. It was a lot of wolves in there, right? That was, you know, everybody was a little bit independent. But at the end of the day, um, they taught you how to cut they taught you how to go hunt and you know what i mean and do these things and that and that environment made you better or or it destroyed you yeah because that environment destroyed yep. a lot of people that i seen come in after me yep. mm -hmm. it was a guy uh i ain't gonna say no names but it was a guy that um some people think somehow it looks similar to me uh bald head beard <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and i remember we started uh, at the barbershop at the same time, right? And when we started at the barbershop, um, neither one of us had real clientele. Neither one of us was really that good. He was more experienced than I was as far as cutting and stuff. But um, we would have to go outside and run people down, do all type of mm. nonsense to try to get people to come in the shop. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, he ended up washing out. Like, he couldn't cut it because mm. he felt like it was beneath him mm -hmm. um, to to do these different things. Whereas with me being a new guy and understanding I didn't have any clientele, I was doing whatever it took. Mm -hmm. To get right? the clients to get, I didn't care what it was. I mean, I remember um, we took a, a, a piece of wood uh, and we painted on it and we put uh, $5 cuts <laughs> in paint. Little Eastwood drawer. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't even, no, it was literally a random ass piece of oh, broken shit. wood. Like, it was like from the wall. Yo. We just took a piece of wood, uh -oh. we painted $5 cuts on there and we ran out into the into the uh, into the street, and it was a main road. Things out here playing in traffic, right? And we like stopping cars. Yo, we got five dollar cuts. We need you to, you know what I mean? People on the street, we flagging them down. You had to do whatever you had to do, right? And some people couldn't cut that, you know what I mean? So being a new guy, it depends on, you know what I mean, um, where your perspective is and what you're willing to do because in this industry, when you start off, you start off with zero, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's no minimum wage. <clears throat> I mean, now times have changed yeah, a little some bit. Some places you can, so like they'll they you know they'll help you out. But when I got started, yeah, it was zero. You could work seventy hours and go home with no money. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. So you had to go. You had to be hungry. You had to go get it. You yep. know what I mean? So. No, I um. My experience wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't as bad. Um, but no, I, I remember going into the, the the first shop I was at. It was over. Um, in the square, um, Fairview. A lot of talented barbers. I, w I worked in there briefly, um, 
but I got my first start at that shop just from being around. Um, I used to go in there on Sundays, and this was after I graduated. I used to go in there on Sundays and just watch um, the barber. Her name was Donna at the time. I just watched her cut every Sunday. And eventually she was like, oh, just bring your clippers in. Like, you might as well, you hear, you hear all day anyway, you might as well come and cut. So I'm like, all right, bet. I'm thinking this is the greatest thing in the world. Like, I got my first job out here. <laughs> so, and again, I was practicing at home, but you get in the shop, it's all cool until a client got to get in your chair. And this is somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you mess your friend up, it's cool. We're going to go play Xbox afterwards and we're going to let this go back. Right. But these are people I've never seen before. I've never uh, even encountered some hair textures that I've seen. And this was pre-hair washing. Mm. So, you know, you you dealing with... Anything that walk up off the street. Yo, yeah, anything. I'm talking about, you know, it's dead middle of summer. You coming straight mm. off the basketball court. Mm. Wow. Want to fade. Mm. Tripping. Construction workers. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I had no clue. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking this is just what it is. I'm just cutting hair. Right. Um, and the light was, you know, it was it was dim in that shop too, oh. so... Yeah, I was, I, was, I was getting beat down. I might as well have been cutting in, like, in a basement at that point. But, you know, I remember the first cut. I was, I was on that cut for a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like an all-even, too. But I was on that cut for a little over an hour. Same thing. Clippers hot as hell. Mm-hmm. I only had, like, I didn't have, like, an array of clippers at the time. Nah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had a pair of walls and a pair of the Andes, good old T-outliners. I don't even think there was the T-outline. I think there was the outline of twos at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't even use the T-outliners yet. So, you know, you got- The outline of two, the square blade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The square joint. Yeah, I didn't even know about the, the right T-joint. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, you know, that was the, 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 the hit or miss one. But I'm pretty sure I, I burned the ball. Yeah, I'm yeah. almost 100 percent fine. I had one, I had one shape up clipper, so yeah. I'm pretty sure he had like he had the, yeah, the, the yeah, double yeah. edge up. Like, you know what I mean? He had the shape up, and then he had the scar next to the shape up. But it was just I remember just sweating for no reason, nervous as hell because now I got people watching me, right. and it's like, damn, am I about to body this dude? I can't body him my first day. I'm gonna get fired already. So it, it was nerve wracking. But um, after that, I ended up at another shop. Uh, in Camden a couple years later, and that was a whole different experience. My man hit me up, was like, yo, we got a job opening. Um, they they doing little tryouts, come through a cut. And he was a barber, but he knew I cut hair. So I was doing like, I did like 98 jobs throughout my lifetime. I, like I had like probably like 20 different jobs by the time I was 19. Mm. Um, was a job for? Wow. <laughs> my bad, y'all. <laughs> That's crazy. But you just said he had ninety-eight jobs. I, I was, <laughs> right. I was. Look, did you, my, say, did you say nineteen? Yeah, it was like nineteen twenty. Yeah, I had a bunch of jobs. I was, I was fired from like seven jobs by the time I was nineteen. That's but, crazy. Um, long story short, my man hit me up. I'm, I'm at work on a, a, a juice. Like I was delivering like a merchandiser for a juice company. I pull up in the, in the juice truck. <laughs> while it park up and go in the shop do a haircut and the boy like halfway through boy's like you got the job I'm like all right bet that one was a lot smoother and that was that at that shop and that that's when i learned about the the masters at that point i was just a wall guy so that kind of smoothed things out i learned how to use a razor 
Um, but yeah, so my mine wasn't as bad. But yeah. I remember those those days, like he said, going in making no money. Like I would go in there at one point. I used to come in at like six in the morning with my man Rick, and I wouldn't leave till ten o'clock. Like it got to the point where the owner just gave me the keys to close up. <laughs> but I'd be in the shop. It took me like four, like three, four months before I actually was making money. I was taking home like seventy dollars a week. Dumbass numbers. Like I got a kid. I just I think my kid was on it on the way. I'm working one job and I'm starting to cut hair. This is this is a lot going on. Mm. So yeah, no, the, the new guy is not fun. Um, but I definitely it, I, I enjoyed the grind, the hustle. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me too, I had a different experience than like for both of you guys. Cause when I first started, I started in my house. Mm-hmm. Well, you said like at home too. Yeah, basement but, cuts, porch. But yeah, you was actually you actually had a, a like a, a a better setup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. You, you was a little bit more structured. Yeah, right? I see yeah. your setup. Yeah. Yeah. You came um, in structured. Yeah. So yeah, I started in my house and. Then after that, I ended up going to school, so cosmetology school. Um, then that slowed down. Then after that, I came. I didn't go work with other females in a salon. I came to a barber shop. A barber shop. To do hair, so that was different as well. Um, or not even like going somewhere to like, like how they have braiding salons or whatever. But that was different as well, and. Being in the barbershop did take time to adjust and get used to. I definitely, I picked up a lot of male clientele here. Um, But yeah, like you learn to adapt and grow. And that's what I did. What made you come to a barbershop? Yeah, great question. um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I probably told you all in the past, but that was a while ago. Um, At my school, they had like this job slash career wall, whatever. Like, so after you... After you've been in school, then like you would go like work at the barber shop or salon or whatever. So on the wall, they had they had y'all shop on there, but it didn't say like it said it said looking for a braider slash like it said looking for braider and some twists or something like that. And I was like, well, that would be perfect for me because before I came to school, I was already braiding hair. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go like, you know, when you go to cosmetology school, you learn how to cut and color hair. I didn't want to go do that in a salon to go get my license. I wanted to just braid and do what I was already doing, used to doing, comfortable doing, whatever. So that's why I called and chose to come here. Well, we can talk about both, but working primarily. So like, what do you, yeah, like pros and cons of women barbers? Um, so I'm gonna start with the pros. Right, because I, I feel like the pros outweigh the cons. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I worked with two women barbers. Mm-hmm. Right, um, you gonna get all the clientele. Right, if you're a woman, it doesn't even really matter what you look like. You're a woman in a male-dominated space, so you are automatically going to attract. Mm-hmm. You are different. You are a unicorn. Default. <laughs> Seriously, by, by, by default. And if you are a woman that knows how to use her charm, feminine her charm. feminine yes. charm, her powers, right? If you know how to do that, um, you have the ability to attract even more men to come sit in your chair, right? If you are actually good at your craft, then you can actually take over the game, 
Right. Right. Um, I knew, I knew a woman uh, that was not interested in men, mm-hmm. but would flirt, mm-hmm. and um, she, she was good at it. You know what I mean? And uh, she flirted so much, we had to keep asking her, like, "Are you right? Are you sure? Because <laughs> like you, you're 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 really good at this, right?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the pros is. Um, you are the you you are much different than everybody else by default, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can add on to that to actually become good at your craft and do these other things, then like you're going to win. Um, and especially if you can actually if you do everything that the man does, yeah, if you can perform, if you do your everything, if like you hustle that. as hard, if you, you can cut, if you can do everything else, if you talk to him, if you do all of that, then you might make double mm-hmm. or right. triple what the man makes if he does the exact same thing mm-hmm. as yep. as you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, the cons mm-hmm. are obviously you're working in a male-dominated space, mm-hmm. right? All men don't know how to act. Yeah. Um, men see other men all day. They see a female. It, once again, it doesn't matter yeah. what the female looks like, <laughs> right? They are. That's the only female. You're the unicorn. So you're going to get all the good and you're going to get all the bad, mm-hmm. right? So you do have to be able to... Um, and the conversations are different. You can attest to this, right? Right. The conversations are different. Um everything men have a certain way that they talk and they deal with and they say certain things and um it's not a space that all women are capable or they feel comfortable uh being in that space right so you kind of got to be strong you got to have to know who you are right. um you can't let them um um uh fluff your feathers mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you you really have to know who you are yeah. you know what i mean no i agree with all that um I think on the on the on the working standpoint of that, having a woman at the shop, uh, it gives the space a little bit more of an inviting feel. Mm-hmm. I um, agree with that too. And it does kill the level of testosterone in the building. Mm-hmm. Like, lower. It, it, lower. I'm sorry. Lower. Yeah. It, it lowers the level of testosterone because, like you said, you've been here. Before you come in, conversations be here. Yeah, they right. they, they going all the way. Wow. Back. You're going all the way left. But then the minute a woman walks in, it's like, all right, we yeah. got to mm-hmm. dial it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's whether it's a customer or uh, a worker, whatever the case right. may be. Guys become it, real conscious of yeah, yeah, what they yeah. start saying. Like, yeah, exactly. You yeah. start being aware about what you're saying and, and who you're saying it about because mm-hmm. now you got you other know, ears listening. People. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So now it's a, I think it's, like you said, the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. It's a mm-hmm. good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of a jump, but. <laughs> Um, strippers in the barbershop? Strippers in the barbershop. Is it an experience or is it bad for the shop? Um, uh, I've never experienced this yeah, for the record. Know. I just want to go on record and say that. I ain't never experienced. <laughs> nah. uh, wife, if you're watching, I've never experienced this. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> nah, never, never, never had a, a stripper in the barbershop, at least not on duty. Um, Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Not on duty. In other words, elaborate. They they weren't here under the pretense of work hours. Anyway, we're gonna keep. This going. was after hours. Look, we had them no, after hours. No, this is all sounding wrong. This is, we're gonna strike this from. The, we're gonna strike this conversation out of. This sounded very wrong right now. Um, Long story short, no. Did you have the boom boom room? No. You. <laughs> 
It's Ray's Boom Boom Room. Long story short, no. I've never had strippers in here. In all, here? At all, ever. Or? In a barbershop. All right. At all, ever. All right. Mm-hmm. No. So, no. So, I'm, all right. So, then, all right. What's your, what's your, what's your take on? Because, uh, obviously, we know a barbershop. Uh, we've all seen it on social media. Yeah. yeah. Right? Where the, well, the girl was sitting in the barber's lap while cutting the hair. She was actually the barber, though. We took, yeah, I think that's oh. a that's a okay, different, different video. Yeah. yeah, that's a different We're, video. He's talking about uh, the shop. I think that's in DR, mm-hmm. where yeah. literally you be in, in, in mid cut. They dancing, they twerk, oh, yeah, they yeah. doing all of that. Yeah, and they going and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, what's your take on on that? I'm sorry, I'm taking your job. I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I have a take on it because every time I saw it. I thought at first it was like a practical joke. You know, oh, it pops up on the feet. I thought you were going to say something totally different. Nah. I ain't going to hold you. When you say every time I saw it, I was like... <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> I thought it was a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Just something to to just right. kind of get the, the shot known or whatever the case is. But then as you keep seeing it, it's like, oh, no, nah, this is the thing. Yeah, this, like, this is not, regular. Yeah, nah, this, this is, is this what y'all really do. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, at first it probably would be um, a little bit of like a, a culture shock if I walk into a shop and it's like... Right. You know, did I did I walk into the wrong space? Right. Yeah, like I, I'm not sure. I don't know. If, <laughs> like, am I at the strip club or the barbershop? Yeah. Like, who am I handing the money to? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. it's it, it's one of those situations where who am I handing the money? To? I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, if I walk in and they clapping, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean? Look, I might I might not be getting a haircut that day. I might have spent it. But look. <laughs> The yeah. point that I'm making is, it's a little bit of a culture shock when you first walk in. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this ain't this ain't normal for me. Right. Um, but I think, you know, if, if this is what y'all do, and I'm gonna continue to come here, after a while, it just becomes regular. It's like, all right, yeah. know, this is this is just what it is. You know, you start knowing my first name after a while. <laughs> I think that um, for me, <laughs> it depends on. Um, how you approach it as a as a business model, right? Um, I don't inherently think it's bad, right? Um, if you are really approaching it from an actual business perspective, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, I do think that there are risks that come with it, mm-hmm. right? Um, once again, never experiencing it, but also here one time we had a bachelor party, right? And we had a bunch of guys here, and they had dancers here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we actually have a room in the back where the where they were dancing, and the guys were there, or whatever, right? And we were actually doing the haircuts up here, yeah. right? So a little VIP area in the back. Yeah. So you had a bachelor party during the hours? No, no, no. This is after hours. That's crazy. Oh. Why were no, we because, doing no, hours? No, because you like, said you said where we were cutting hair up here. Nah, so that's it why was it, a, was a, it was a it was a it was a closed thing. Oh, it was a oh, bachelor oh, party. Oh, so oh, y'all was doing the cuts for the for the we bash, yeah, for we the wedding tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. Follow. <laughs> right? Oh, Slow right. moment, sorry. Yeah. So Continue. We was doing the cuts in the front. We had the the TV on, food up here. We was working up here. But in the back is where they had the dancers at, right? Um, and instantly we started to recognize that this was a rough situation because it, we were outnumbered. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough of us. And me and him were physically cutting. cutting. So right. we couldn't monitor what was happening. And back it was there. too many guys, not enough other people. And you know what I mean? So 
we saw that and we realized, all right, if we want to do anything like that, we have to approach this much differently, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. From a liability issue, from an insurance issue, mm -hmm. from every, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I go back to, um, you have to look at it and figure out like from a business model, right? How does this work, right? Um, because ultimately you're going to get views, right? Uh, it's a marketing tactic and it's effective, right? But how do you protect the people? Right? What are the rules set in place, and how does this actually work? Because the girls are not just in there for five minutes. Yeah, right. They're in there consistently, so this is a part of yep. what you guys do. Whole party do. So how do you figure that part out? Right? If you figure that part out, I think it's effective. If you don't figure that out, I think it, get, it can get yeah. kind of dangerous. It can get a little wild. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not my twist. I wouldn't do that. No. But I understand that you have to do what you have to do to get people to. I, I think it's about you know, what. What are you looking to gain? Like what he said, business-wise. Um, in that space, that's not the direction that we're going in. So for us to do something like that, we would lose a lot of the club, the customer base that we've built up. Mm -hmm. Because that's just not the space that we, we've grown in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you yeah, know. So. For sure. Um, discuss some of the most ridiculous outfits you've guys seen people wear to the barbershop. Ridiculous outfits. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really had uh, a lot of ridiculous outfits that I've mm -hmm. seen. Um, ridiculous think, haircuts, but not outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the outfits. I don't think they're ridiculous. I think it's more or less people showing up not properly dressed. Mm -hmm. Right? They go. show yeah, up. Yeah, they looking, just come up looking like anything. Yeah, they just oh, come up looking. Mm -hmm. I seen people roll out of the bed. Yeah. Wow. I know you ain't shower. I know right. you ain't brush your teeth. You people know, they come, got the people come. On the side of lip. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what I mean. People coming straight from the, work. Yeah, stuff you know what like I mean. Fresh off the Dutch too. Fresh oh. off a fresh off a Dutch man. Dutch you ain't breath. mouthwash or nothing. Fresh yeah. off a Dutch mm. cigarette um, breath. Nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, um, but I, I I don't think that it's been any like really really crazy outfits outside of just just not looking like you are prepared yeah. to do yep. anything for the day. You know what I mean. I know a, a couple people, clients that have been here with the, the shoes that come with the sandals and the... <laughs> the shoes that come with the sandals? The, the, that, that wear sandals. Right. Here's a question. Because she's asking about ridiculous outfits and stuff. Right. Um, should, and clients, should clients come in a particular shoe when they I'm get their hair cut? So... All right. You talk about just having their toes out. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. You trying to get to. You trying to get to clients having right. their toes out. That's what I'm about to say. Is there, and, and this can go out to the to the to the audience, to the barbers watching. Is there a shoe etiquette for the for the shop? Like, I think that depends on the culture. Okay. Right, because in New Jersey. Okay. I feel like, yeah, you wow. Put your toes away, dog. We are not that close. <laughs> Why you in here with your toes out? So you gripping on the edge of the, the stick. That's wild. You know what I'm saying? Gripping on the edge of the seat. You walking around. Look. I know you got hair up under the knuckle joints. Just, right? Look. It's a lot. But then again, if you go to, if you in another area, right? Might be okay. If you in another country, if you you know what I mean, where it's uh, a lot of the countries where it's warm, right? right. Maybe yeah. like Florida. Or yeah. I, I a lot that. of them. A lot of them are wearing sandals. It's warm. That's. That's the expectation. You understand that. I look at it from... We in Jersey. You wild. Like, and not even just 
just the whole idea that you know you out here with your toes out. Time out too. Mentos is wild nasty. Too. <laughs> yeah, That's I know. Other things. I don't see them. A lot of the toes is gray. It's crazy. Yeah. Black. Yeah, black toes. They so, look like that one then died. I'm looking at it from <laughs> the, the safety standpoint of things. Yeah. Right. It's hair moving around. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge thing. Yeah, you you running around and and I don't think people really understand one how much a hair splitter hurt. Yep, mm-hmm. I was like, about to say how dangerous it is. Yeah, you think glass mm-hmm. hurt? Yep. Nah, B. Wait till you get a hair, hair splitter that skin. Is real. Yeah. And it's even worse if it goes like inside one of the cuticles or something. Mm-hmm. Instant swelling. Your, right. your finger or your foot gonna hurt. That's why we wear gloves. Because mm-hmm. once that hair get inside under that nail bed, it's a wrap. Swollen, you got it's if it gets disgusting. infected, you get yeah. the pus, you get the yep. you know what I mean? Like so yeah, nah. Uh keep your toes covered, please. Yeah, that's wild, man. Plus your toes is ugly. Let's be honest. <laughs> don't nobody want to see your toes. Nobody so wants to upset. see your toes. Like you I don't so even upset. like me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. it's be bothering me. If you my client and you in here with your toes out, I'm not talking about you. He's talking about you. He's like, I'm not talking about you. I'm not. I'm not. He's Please come get you. a haircut, but I'm not gonna be mad if you put socks on. Yeah. Got right. Yeah, Leah, like if you come with slides on, at least have socks on. Yeah. Bare toes, raw dogging it. It's crazy. Raw dogging it. Yeah. Look, some things um, just shouldn't be. So I know you guys have been seeing too over the past summer, all the, the, the pencil or the chalk on the hairline. Oh man. Um Talk, talk about that frenzy and what's been going on lately. Um, it's a lot of artists out here. <laughs> That's you know. Let's 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 start there. Um, Trying to offend people. Yeah, and and you know, let's start here. If you use it, use it. If you don't, you don't. Um, but I'm a firm believer in if you're going to use it know how to use it, know what it's used for and when to use it. Don't just be out here just randomly drawing on people's foreheads. Like, y'all out here tripping. You out... Um, um, I done seen one too many videos of barbers letting clients walk out. I'm talking about with the full white line. Like, you're not even going to blend it in. You're just going to put the white line out there and, and that's just what it is. Nah. They're so, using a the white line like that's the shape of it. Exactly, like that's the shape of it. You know what I mean? That's not, the, that's not the actual shape of it. For the barbers that I've seen using it appropriately, um, they're using it as an enhancement, as a highlight. It's almost, it, it creates a, a, a glowing effect mm-hmm. for, you know, um, for the hairline, which is how it's supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Some, you know, some clients want that, some clients don't, you know, to each his own. I don't knock it either way, but know what know what you're doing. Like, right. know what you're doing. That's that's my thing. My take is this, right? Uh, I think that the pencil came from barbers wanting to create an effect that I can't say for sure that it started in this area, but that's my suspicions, right? Because a lot of barbers from the Philadelphia area uh, would shampoo the client's hair. Yep. And then they would cut it, right? Do the shape up, do the razor. And if you get a good shampoo in, right, and you use a little bit of holding spray, um, you're gonna get, a, you're gonna, you're gonna pull back some of that dry skin. You're gonna create a little bit of ash, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that was that's done here, um, but it wasn't done for the effect. 
It was a byproduct. Yeah, it just happened. It mm-hmm. was a byproduct of a clean yeah. hair. Tell the people that because they don't know. It's some some people think that they just be Yeah, it's a byproduct purposely. of clean hair. It was not meant yeah. to be the object of the haircut, right? So what happens is um, people from elsewhere would see that. They seen the haircut was sharp. They seen it. Everything was sharp. They seen that white and no one told them how to do it or where it came from or none of that. So then people started making up. Right. right? I once seen, and this is crazy, right? Y'all heard it. I once seen a barber when I first started. It's the first barbershop I ever went to as far as um, looking to get a job, right? I once seen a barber put talcum powder in his hand. Wow. And dip his trimmer <laughs> wow. in the powder. Dip in the trimmer. And then go to shape someone up. Wow. And this is in Jersey. That's wow. crazy. We 10 minutes from Philly. You should know better, right? Yeah, that's wild. Um, but but like, you know, we said the I seen the pencil. I've seen a lot of a lot of these little little uh techniques and tactics and stuff, but ultimately, um clean hair. Clean hair, right? Mm-hmm. Um as far as the pencil itself, I think if you know how to use it, I think that um the pencil creates a little guide. I think it does create the glowing effect. Mm-hmm. I think it creates a contrast. And I think that's what the everybody else that's around the country was drawn to from the haircuts was the contrast of the ash versus the skin or versus the, the hair. Mm-hmm. So it created that effect. But what they didn't realize is that we're knocking off the ash and the dead skin yeah. before you leave. Like you gotta, you gotta, and right. you have to knock that off to make sure that the, the, the hairline's actually sharp. Yeah. Because it'll trick you to That's think that it's sharp and it's say. not. You That's what, what I mean? was about to say. You gotta, you gotta wipe it off. Right. The cut is done already. The hairline is on point, 100% good. That's literally just a highlight. It's the highlight was already there. Mm-hmm. So that's what's yeah. Know what you're doing. I think you gotta know what you're doing. And I and I and I, I think the people that are doing it at a high level, they're using the pencil after they've done the cut. Um and they're going back with the razor and they're using the razor to essentially erase, erase it. 90 plus percent of that white line. Mm-hmm. And they're basically blending that in with the skin. Yep. Right. So if you if you're doing it that way and your hairline's not going to, if I brush it or if I comb it, it's not going to go away. There's no stragglers hanging yep. over the line, stuff like that. Then I'm okay with it, 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 right? But if you're doing it as an effect and you don't really know how to use it or um, you're trying to trick your customers or, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I think that you're doing too much. Yep. Right. You know what I mean? All right. To, to um, end this off, what is a haircut? Um, that made you guys go wow. Um, I don't know if there is a... like a good haircut or a bad haircut. Um, or just a wow. Well, like well one that industry? one that one that you really like that's like wow, and then like what's one that like made you cringe? You know what? Man, that's I, a lot um, of cringy ones. <laughs> I don't think if it, that it was a specific uh, hair, the haircut itself, as much as it was um, the design. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, yeah, like if it was like a new yeah. trend that you guys seen, I was like, wow, like yeah. I gotta do this, I gotta try this, or something like that. A couple years back, um, 
there was a a cut. Um, I think it was a four a four a.m. fade. Is that what it was? It was something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. It was yeah. I think it was four a.m. fade. Um, I think it was like a remix of like the Highborn. Or yeah, something. exactly. It was like, just yeah. This, it, this there's a year, bunch you, of different you going age. back a couple years. Yeah, so like you showing your age a little bit. Look, hey, look, I've been around for a while. Going back a couple years, but there was a cut. Um, years ago that was like it was like the newest thing it was like it was a, a, a super dope concept of a cut um it had like 3d effects because of how it was drawn out and part uh, imparted um certain parts were left heavy and dark other parts were like faded out and balded so the overall essence and look of the cut was just something like you know then i want to try this um and it went crazy for a while. Like, you know, they had uh, competitions at hair shows mm-hmm. where people were trying to do the online competitions. Yeah, online competitions. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do this cut? Me, no. Uh, um, you know what? No, I did. I did it. I did it maybe like one time on a client. You know, just for the sake it of trying. It went crazy. Every, I, if you were a barber, you was a barber at that time. Yeah. And you had, you had to at least... Maybe not the entire effect like that he's talking about as far mm-hmm. as the light, the light and the shading and all of the other stuff. Yep. But as far as the basic, the basic design for yeah. y'all know that know that you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, yeah, the, everybody, everybody. I wasn't that. big on designs at the time. Um, I got a little more comfortable with it as time went on, but I wasn't a, a design guy. That just wasn't what I did. So seeing that. Is one thing understanding how to actually do it, whole different situation. I probably tried it maybe two or three different times, mm-hmm. and like on a haircut that I knew, like if this goes wrong, I'm cutting this off anyway. Mm-hmm. But just to ch- see if I could even do it, mm-hmm. and again, I wasn't a design guy, so I didn't understand. I didn't have the mental capacity to understand the concept of how this was created. Uh, but yeah, that was that was definitely one of the ones that I remember. Like that joint went crazy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I know for me as a braider, um, one that always made me go wow was like how they start doing the designs with the braids, but like the heart in the hair. Mm-hmm. And the heart is still very popular now. Like I still do the heart. People love it. And yeah, the heart still goes crazy. That, went, that was that was tough for a long time. Yeah, it, it still is. Yeah. But like I remember like, when yeah. it went crazy. Yeah. Like everybody was, keys running around with yeah, yeah. yeah. I still think all the designs in the braids is yeah. yeah. I seen somebody with like an avatar, you know, the avatar the arrow. arrow. Yeah, I was saying like that, the, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was wild. It was wild. <laughs> it's just I think it's just it's a, a creative thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to have the creativity to be able to see that in your head, and then not only see it but be able to actually. Put that onto a canvas mm-hmm. with hair. It's like you're like the parting. I couldn't even imagine how to even begin to part the yeah, hair to even do that. So, yeah. I um. Do you remember uh? What's the guy? Rob, the guy that did all the Rob design. the original. Rob, Rob the original. Uh, so this is not even a haircut technically, right? But I, the 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 thing that like really um made me say wow was this guy Rob the original took the hair that was on the oh, ground. Yeah. And made a portrait out of it. Yeah. Oh. Yep. He was big on that. Yeah. And then, and, I, and I remember like when he first he used to do all the designs. And he used to do portraits in people's on, on the side of somebody's yep. head. He'd do a portrait of mm-hmm. somebody, right? And that was cool, right? That was cool. 
But when he started doing portraits with anything, he did a portrait out of towels. Does he still do? Yes. He still does that? I yeah. feel like I did yeah. see, I, I don't know if it's him or somebody else, but I, I feel like I've seen, I've seen people. Out of salt, table salt. Yep. He, poured a, yeah. he poured table salt on there and did a whole portrait out of table salt. And I was like, all right, there's levels to this. Right. There yeah. is levels. I could do some lines. No. I cannot make a portrait I've out of seen, table salt. Yeah, that's crazy. Him. Make a portrait breaking glass. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I guess that yeah. too. That's crazy. But I'm gonna tell you the, the first time, like I met Rob a couple times. I've actually had him um, at the show that that we threw. Um, I had him there as an as an artist. You know, we, we flew him out and everything else to have him there as a guest. Um, but the first time I really realized that he's he's an artist. He's not a barber. That's a fact. It's a, it's a whole different lane. Mm-hmm. Um, was at a hair show that I was at, um, big hair show um, in Connecticut. They were doing classes. I think he did like a quick class, uh, artistry class, whatever the case is. But about halfway through the show, you see him walk out. He goes, he's in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and you, you would thought I thought he was leaving or maybe going. See, I don't know what he was doing, but you you see later on he's in the parking lot looking for the dirtiest car and he's drawing with his with he got his, his pencils his uh his paintbrushes but he's not painting anything he's just using them to basically create space in a dirty in a dirty uh, on a dirty window mm-hmm. and he draws out like the whole like the Sistine Chapel John <laughs> that was crazy like like he did the last supper on the back of somebody's windshield yeah mm-hmm. like I, it was just dirt and it's like at that point, I don't, I don't even wash my car at that point. I'm hoping it don't rain. Because <laughs> you just created a work of art on my dirty ass car. Yeah. Like, this is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, when I seen it, I was like, yo, this, he different. He's different. He's, he's different. like, yeah. he real different. Yeah, yeah, like, different. that's, he different. yeah, he, he's, he, yeah. he a talent that yeah, yeah. is, is going to be hard to match. I say, though, as far as the, a, a bad wow. A cringe here. A cringe. A cringe. <laughs> I seen, um, half waves. Mm. Half shag. So the shag, don't nobody know what a shag is. The shag is like a the back afro. Mm-hmm. The Kanye joint. Right? The back afro. But the front was waves. South of France joint. Right? Wow. And like to me, so, I don't know. things just don't go together. That don't go together. It just don't right. go together. You can't have waves. And 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 it wasn't even like it was lined up, but it was like Pearl, it was. Oh, I got I got one that's cringy. I was trying to think about this. I didn't have one kind of at first, but y'all, I think y'all seen it too. But it's like a guy, and he has like he got like four different kinds of things going on in his head. He got box braids, cornrows, waves, all like I, curly. I I yeah, it. he got mm, John, that. You look, you yeah, look like the uh, like the, the mannequin joint that you got to do a skateboard. Right, <laughs> like just anything, <laughs> got everything on your head, John. any any kind of hairstyle. Well, that wraps it up for today. Um, thank you guys for watching the first episode of A Day in a Lifestyle podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Marie, with Rich and Cliff. <laughs> and see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.